Welcome back to episode 183 of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. How are you, mate? I'm very, very excited. I've been a week on the road, virtually within 50 miles of each other, going round and round, and I've stayed at three different sides of East Midlands Airport. Very exciting. And on one of them, I got asked, did I want a room with a view of the runway? Nice. That was going to be the turning point of the excitement of the Radisson Blue East Midlands. Nice. Um, And then, of course, me being me as a monkey, I spoke to him and said, look, I'm here next Monday. If I can have the room for slightly longer, because I need to be doing a Zoom presentation in the NHS, and they went, no problem. Then I realized I'm not staying in that hotel. <laughs> so that all didn't work at all. And so then I had to find do the same process again with the next hotel. And then last night, I'm in another hotel on the other side of the East Midlands Hotel, totally different hotel altogether, because I didn't do any preparation. But three good night's sleeps. And what's interesting, and I wanted to share this, is that there's a lovely line that says it's much better to prepared to have it's much better to prepare and not have the opportunity than have an opportunity and not be prepared. Agreed. So you know we've had two years of waiting for things to get better, and in our world of motivational speaking, leadership coaching, and other stuff, in one way it's gone a little bit crazy because all these events that were pulled now are coming off. So it, you know sometimes I've been paid from like April 2020, and now we're doing the work now. Yep. But when you're on a roll, and this isn't going to be fair for everyone because I'm having a bit of a a good little time at the moment. When you do three, four, five of these presentations, you turn up with such energy because it just works and you know it works. What I'm suggesting for people to do that may not be at that level yet and your business is just starting is, you know, I hate the phrase act as if. Mm -hmm. But you've got to act as if you know what you're you're talking about because that's why they're either instructing you to sell the house booking you for a speaker or whatever. And so I've walked into rooms over the last three, four days, and it's going to sound like I'm boasting, but my feedback feed forward has been considerably higher, bearing when I'm saying I'm sharing the same stuff. Yep. And some of it is because I'm not looking for their approval, which we've spoken about before. So, you know, what most of us are doing is we're waiting to get going. You know, we need to get into first gear, second gear. The problem is these people are expecting fifth gear. Yep. And now they're expecting sixth gear, sixth gear because some of the cars have got six. And if you've got an electric car, they're just, you know, the acceleration is twice as fast. They don't want a slow start because they're excited to be back in the room or they're excited to see you. So you've got to start thinking, how do I use my your own energy to mm-hmm. create the energy and not wait for your audience to give you permission to let go? Mm-hmm. So I did, so by the time this goes out, it doesn't matter. Um, I did a, a weird CEO group yesterday where there were some very big hitters in the room. And the feedback was not only did I personalize the presentation, which I thought I always did, which either means the other speakers don't, mm-hmm. that my timings were changed and I adapted my speech to the audience, which goes back to that zookeeping stuff. Yep. But the real thing that they said was you gave us stuff in seconds that made us want more. And if you'd have stopped halfway, we would have got a lot instead of building slowly so the end part of your presentation are the golden nuggets. Yeah. So I'm now saying to everyone who's listening, and we've nearly shared this before and I'm sharing it again, your second best joke, your second best story, your second best song, you need to start with. 
same as a concert. You know, if you were if you were listening to, I'm going to see Michael Bublé after two and a half years. I'm sure he'll do one of his number one hits first or second, and he'll do his biggest hit right at the very end to keep people there. He's not going to do brand new stuff that no one's ever heard of because he won't warm the audience up. Yep. So you've got to start thinking, what can you create that grabs people's attention right early on? And because people are so busy, so I'm rambling here in a way, but because people are so busy, they may not stay for the whole of your presentation. And it's not because you're not that good. It's because they've got other stuff going on. So you can't rely on waiting for that golden moment where you Mm. give them, you know, the golden tip, which is number seven, which is what most people used to do. Golden tip number seven should be number one. Yeah, it's, I mean, a couple of things I'll say on that. First of all, going to your um, act as if I like to call it operate as if, and I think it's yeah. a good thing. Well, I don't think it's good fake is fake it to make it. Of course, and I think yeah. you know there's a, a distinct difference between am I showing up genuine and authentic to the best of my ability, but you know embracing the fact I'm possibly on a journey still, versus pretending everything's perfect and everything's wonderful and 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 that's crap and it doesn't work. I think the other thing is, you know, talking about presentation skills and this one slight weird tangent, not saying I'd planned on talking about on this uh, on this episode or necessarily even ever on this show. Um, But one of the best lessons I've ever learned for presentation stuff is when I've done live TV selling. You know, I've been on the the home shopping channel um, a few times and um, a bit like what you're saying, where people don't, you know, people don't watch the whole thing. Right. You know, I don't think there's anyone Correct. I may I may be wrong on this, right? But I don't think there's anyone, unless it's like my mum when I'm on there, right? You know, but I don't think there's anyone normally that sits down and chooses to watch an hour of the Home Shopping Channel ever. I don't think anyone goes, oh, that that Home Shopping program's on tonight. I must make sure I'm in front of the telly. Don't think that's what happens. I think people flick through the channels and you know, occasionally something grabs their attention and they hang around for ten to fifteen minutes. But they grab the attention, Neil. You know, because as this flip flip. Flick, flicking through, they hear some voice going, and you've got to have this. But, he, but, well, but, his, but, but here's the point, right? Here's the point. If you watch like a one-hour show on the Home Shopping Channel, I'm going to give away a bit of an industry secret that's not that much of a secret if, you, if you've if you ever really paid attention to it. If you watch a one-hour show, what you're actually watching is like four 15-minute shows or three 20-minute shows or even, you know, six 10-minute shows where it's kind of the same thing being repeated, but said in slightly different ways. Because there are only so many things, you know, if it's for the same product for an hour, there are only so many ways you can hook someone into paying attention to that product, right? And the number one, number two, number three features, you're going to keep repeating them. You're just going to give different examples as to how they're relevant, or you're going to give different examples as to who they might appeal to, or, you know, how you might, you know, if, I mean, a lot of the stuff I've done has been around like juices and blenders. So, you know, what are the different features this this blender has? Well, you know, oh, this particular blender has got a heating element in it, so you can cook a soup, you know, so you, maybe you're demonstrating that, or this particular thing's really good for doing baby food, or it can steam rice, or, but you're you're picking out the features that aren't every single one of that product. You're picking out the things that, you know, are really relevant to the audience that you're trying to attract. Now, obviously home shopping, you don't know who's tuned in. If you walk into a room and you've been booked for a speaking gig, you should have done your homework and found out who's actually sat there. Right. And you know, how relevant is what you're saying to the audience that's in front of you? I find it, um, I find it really fascinating that you get feedback that says thank you for personalizing it because my assumption is that's what every speaker does that's what i do well you know that's well, what so most people was, should do right 
Well, that was what was interesting about the feedback from yesterday's session, that I was curious of how many other speakers have gone through their brochure or their seven tips. Yeah. And, of course, they can't get to number four until they've done number three. And also I'm doing is I'm listening to some of their issues beforehand, and then I'm changing all of my stuff to make it relevant to these people because they don't have a problem with X, but they've got major problems with Y or it's parental issues or forgiveness or their children. Yep. And, that, that, and so what I was sharing yesterday, and it's the same for all of us, that your home life you bring to work and your work life you bring to home. So you've got to find this divide that, you know, and I always joke that, you know, the only person who I love right this second is you because I'm talking to you. Hard to believe, but you're the only one I love. You don't actually mean me. You mean the people listening, right? No, no, I mean you <laughs> because I don't know who they are. You're with me, so I've got to love you. I may not want to, but you're here. Yeah. But that's the problem that, you know, you focusing on your daughter who's now left the room, and me focusing on my wife who's not here, and my kids who are coming to dinner tomorrow night, that's a waste of energy. And it doesn't mean, and I've had some quite hard feedback on this, because often I'll say, the only people I'll have are in this room, and they'll go, no, you don't, you've got your kids, Mm -hmm. they're not here. So the idea of focusing on what's not in front of you doesn't work. The idea of focusing on your last client doesn't work. The idea of focusing on the next client doesn't work. So I would like people who are listening to this to really be aware, wherever you are, that's where your love needs to be shown. That's where your attention needs to be given. And if you are presenting for the first time, just raise your game 5% so you sound interested. I mean, I'm baffled where I have some speakers who go before me, and you know the opening line is, Oh, you know, I haven't done this for a long time. Like that's their opening line or, you know, COVID's been tough. And we all know that. I don't yeah. need to be reminded. And, you know, I you know, I haven't done this presentation before. Well, I wouldn't want to, you know, my brain surgeon, I'd never met her before, before but, she did her but, surgery on me. But he, I wouldn't but, want her saying to me, this is the first time I'm going into someone's brain. But, but you know, I think, that, I think it depends how you deliver that, right? Because that same line can be done in a completely different way and it can be exciting. You know, you go, right, guys. I'm, I'm really, especially if you're like back with the same audience, I'm really excited to be back here. And guess what? I've got some brand new stuff for you that I've never shared in this kind of environment before. And boy, have I lined up some, you know, some golden nuggets you want to be paying attention, right? If you do it that as way. Against, as against. Oof. Yeah. I've, I've not done this before and I don't, yeah. don't, don't know how this one's going to land. I hope the and, IT works. Yeah. I mean, I always joke that if the IT doesn't work, I never blame the AB team. It's my mistake. And then, then they're not nervous. And I'm now saying I've messed up somewhere so then our whole room can relax. Yeah. Because I always assume that what the next slide is. And of course, with my memory, as you know, it's a surprise for me. Go, yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that slide, even though I've done it nearly 3,000 times. Yeah. It's still a shock and a surprise. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you've got a presentation to do in the next couple of weeks, either get some help from Neil, who does some phenomenal presentation schools training, or look in the mirror and think, would I buy from you? Because if that face looks like it needs, I mustn't say that word. If that face looks like it needs to have two toothpicks put up to make you smile, go and get them, if that makes sense. Because otherwise, you are not showing interest in other people, which means you are not interesting. Mm. And we've always been taught, you know, learn to be interested in others, not interesting. But you've got to look and sound interesting so they believe your story. Yeah. You, there you go. That's my rant and my sharing for the week. But, you, you know, you're right. You've got to be excited. Excuse me, you've got to be excited about your own stuff, right? If you're not excited about it, why would anybody else be? And one of the, it's interesting, there's a, a, a client of mine that I actually worked with for 18 months, two years. It's a little while since we've done anything together, actually. But it's a software company. And 
I met their founder when I was speaking at an event and so was he. And that's, that's how we met. And I, I think I went on before him. I might've been after, but I think I was before him, but he did his presentation anyway. And I kind of just took him to one side afterwards. And I said, are you open to a little bit of feedback? I said, you know, I'm, I'm, it's nothing too harsh, but I've just watched your presentation. There's a couple of things that jumped out at me. And he's like, well, yeah, sure. What? And yeah, the first thing I said was, well, as soon as you got asked what the price of your solution was, you step backwards. And he's, like, and he's like, did I? And I'm like, yeah. I said, and do you know what that conveys in terms of your body language? And he said, what? I said, it, it, it says you're not confident in your own pricing. He said, we got a new pricing model. I'm a bit nervous about it. I said, I know. And so does everybody else in the room. Have you been watching any of the court case with... Um, Amber Heard and... Is that the one oh you're on about, God. right? Johnny yes, Depp, I, I Amber Heard thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's been amazing watching her, her on stage... Bearing in mind she's an actress, how she hasn't got a story right. And I'm not getting into the morals of who's right, who's wrong. Sure. But I've been watching lots of body language experts with her, and I can't wait to see what goes on next. Yeah, it, but it's, you know, there are so many tells in the things we do rather than just the words we say. And I think, yeah, anyone that's given, you know, whether you've given a presentation to one person, five people, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, it's irrelevant, right? The, the point is, how do you show up for it? How much do you believe in your own stuff? How confident are you in the way you deliver it? How how much do you allow your personality to be in it? And how much are you doing what you've been taught on something like a train the trainer course, which actually isn't necessarily representative of you at all? You know, and, and what's the impact you're going to have as a result? And, you know, I, I'll give one more quick example before we end the episode. But I was in a, you saying about, you know, someone going, I've never done this presentation before. I was in a, a conference, oh, probably five or six years ago now. And there was a guy kind of walked out, it might not be longer than that, but there was a guy that walked out on stage, he had this big introduction, whatever. He said, right, I've got a new presentation for you today that I've never done before. And actually said it much more monotone than that. It was more like, okay, so I've got a new presentation for you today that I've never delivered before. Um, they've given me 45 minutes. I've been told I can potentially go to 50. I don't know if we'll get through it all because I have 150 slides. And at that point, I'll be honest, I was sat at the back of the room and my yeah. heart, my heart just sank. I just thought 150 slides. Now to be fair, I, no, I stayed and I watched it. And to be fair, the guy kind of pulled it off because most of the slides didn't say much and didn't have much on them. And so he could change slide every like 20 seconds, but it was, it, it was the way he introduced his own presentation that made me go, I'm not sure I want to watch this. Whereas if what he'd actually done is gone, right, now here's the bad news, guys. We've got 50 minutes, 150 slides. Normally this would take me at least three hours to deliver, but I want to make sure you get maximum value and they've only given me 50 minutes, so I'm going to cram the whole damn thing in. But are you ready to keep up with me? Now, if you've done it that way, I'll be like, ooh, okay, go on then. Someone's given me three hours of content in an hour. I'm paying attention. As opposed to, you know. So you know I have a slide that says one of 417. Uh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think I've seen that. But I've only got one slide, and I and it's up there for quite a long time. And you can see the audience thinking, "Oh my God, he's still on the first slide." Mm -hmm. And and so I'm talking about don't put slide numbers on there because then people are waiting for the next slide. Mm -hmm. Um, Next next week, I'm going to share an idea because you said something about train the trainer, and I want to share something about that 
about why it works for some people and it's awful for others. Okay. And just, just very, very quickly, I know I said I was going to end on the last bit and we are slightly over time. I'm going to end on this bit. You, just your thing there about slide one of whatever. I, I can remember giving a speech once where I was the last person to give a speech and there was a book going on how long the event was going to last. And, and I knew about this. And so I just basically said, hey, look, here's the good news and the bad news. I've just found out there's a book running on how long this event is going to last. And I've looked at what the longest time anyone said is, because apparently that's what wins. Um, and now I've put a bet on that's an hour longer than that. So I hope you're all sitting comfortably. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't Very actually good. do that, but, you know, it worked and it broke the ice. And sometimes that's all you need to do, right? A little bit of humour, a little bit of fun and people will enjoy themselves and they'll pay attention and um if you found this episode fun and you've enjoyed yourself you know what to do share it with your friends leave us reviews all of that good stuff and we will see you next week on another episode of your best year starts here your best year starts right here